This is Three Valleys Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewish Park. a bloom shoots up through the stony ground there's no room no space to rent in this town you're out of luck and the reason that you had to care the traffic is stuck and you're not moving anywhere you thought you'd found a friend Take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day It's time for another Glover's Golden Oldie We look up one of our former heroes. Well, good evening to Golden Oldies. It isn't very often you get a player that you can honestly say will go down in the annuals of Yeovil Town's history. But today's guest is very much in that category. Because today we welcome Ed Upson. And who can forget that second goal in the uh, playoff semi-final at Hewish Park. Fantastic day. How are you, Ed? I'm really good, thanks. H.U.? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm all right. Uh, from the waist upwards, I'm as fit as a flea, mate. I tell you. <laughs> good, <laughs> from good. From the waist down, I would like to say. Um, <laughs> tell me, Ed, before we go on to um, go back in time, as they say, um, what what can you remember of that goal? Um, it was quite late on. I think it was eighty. Must have been eighty-five minutes, maybe a bit later. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember still feeling still feeling fit still feeling energy and um wanting to get the tie done and dusted before extra time and um ball went wide i think to paddy and um just gambled basically just made the box and he he dinked a lovely little cross straight onto my head and um, um, what was the feeling like you know uh, yeah i mean try and describe how you felt i know it's difficult but yeah that's very difficult um i'll say it's the best feeling i've had in football as a singular moment yeah yeah um yeah easily um yeah 
and probably top five in my life to be honest really yeah never mind football yeah yeah as, as, a, as a feeling 100 percent. yeah oh, good well it was a it was a smashing night wasn't it or evening well, it was evening yeah, wasn't it? it certainly yeah. was early yeah. early evening, early evening. yeah that's right and uh, i'm sure everybody that's connected with the oval town will never forget it i certainly won't well um, i know what i uh, you know, and then obviously the final afterwards. But it was that semi-final was the game when the atmosphere at Ewish Park was something else, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I'm not sure they'll see that for for a while. No. Um, hopefully, hopefully they will. But um, it's, it's you know it was it was unbelievable, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. That whole season was was fantastic. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was. Uh... It was certainly a season to remember, that's for sure. But, yeah. but let's let's go back a little bit to when little Edward James Upson was probably only about seven or eight. Um, how did your football career sort of kind of start around that age? Uh, I just I, I literally used to go around to the back garden every evening, and it, I just enjoyed it more than more than anything else in my life at that point. Football yeah. was everything, as it is for most for most kids, I suppose. But yeah. Um, I had an older brother who would come out into the garden with me, so I was never, never out there alone. Um, and it just just took off from there. I just, I just, I loved playing it. I loved, I loved everything about it. And I joined local teams and the school team, and it and it, it went well. Um, and just sort of carried that on to, to like professional team, and then getting a professional contract, and then obviously going from there. And and it's just um, something that. No, a lot of people want to do, and I'm proud to say that I do do it. Yeah, well, you you joined your I was going to say hometown team, but it's fairly close, I suppose, isn't it, to Bury Snebbers, Ipswich. Ipswich is is the closest, uh, well, one of the closest professional teams, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ipswich, Cambridge, and just outside of that, you got Colchester. Yeah, but and you then Norwich, um, obviously. Yeah, you didn't though um, make any first team appearances for Nor- uh, Norwich. Got you got me at it there, see? <laughs> for Ipswich, um, I made two. I made two in the um, whatever the cup was called back then. I don't know League Cup. Yeah, was it yeah. League Cup? Yeah, a couple yeah. of appearances uh, in the League Cup, but um, no, it didn't really uh, work out first team wise. There, they, they were sort of they were always gunning for promotion in the Championship when I was there and. And uh, it was difficult to get in the team. Um, and it was Roy Keane at the time who, who said to me, I think you might have to move on if you want to play regular first-team football. Mm. Um, and to be honest, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. I went down to Yeovil, um, signed after the first day that I had there, and, and the rest is history. <laughs> Indeed it was. Indeed it was. But so what was playing under Roy Keane like? Uh, well, obviously, I, I only had a couple of a couple of games under him, and training with him was was obviously different to games because he's less intense, but only just slightly. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember we played. I think it was Shrewsbury away in the cup, and yeah, he had, he had a go at one of the goalkeepers, and I got got heated more than I'd ever seen anything. <laughs> at that really? point really? Yeah. yeah yeah but now he's he's one of my heroes because i was a man united fan growing up and and um he still is to be fair he's you know he's a, he was a brilliant footballer and oh yeah absolutely. And a top character well, a tough character yeah right well it's time for our first musical break and the first one that ed has chosen is fleetwood mac and the chair
thought you were watching Formula One then, weren't you? Anyway, that was uh, Ed Upson's first choice, The Chair, and by the Fleetwood Mac, of course. So, Yeovil, um, I can remember when you first came in, uh, and you were you were quite quiet in those days. Well, not, you, you're, not, you're not a noisy person anyway, but you were quite quiet. But I kind of felt we sort of hit it off fairly quickly, and, uh, you know, we always had a chat from, you know, in the dressing room on other on occasions, I felt. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the I'm not the loudest person in the world. I never, never will be. That's just my character. Is um, mm. used to call me a silent assassin when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, everyone was really welcoming when I when I first came down, and, and you particularly. And, and yeah, like you said, we just we just got on, didn't we? And no, we had a good a, laugh. We had a really good laugh at times. The, the Man United connection was the sort of you know kind of yeah, it was yeah. It, it sort of you know once we both found out we supported them, it sort of uh, yeah, it 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 um, moved on a bit from there. Really. Do you remember that interview we done with um, Stu in the room? I can, remember that can I ever forget it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think to... I, I think I saw some YouTube. I think. Oh, was it? Well, I'm not I surprised. Think, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it was unbelievable. What it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was freaking out there, slinging Stuart out of the office. Yeah, God, that was brilliant. How, was many, how many brilliant. times did we... I mean, talk about outtakes. We must have had about 20 outtakes, I think. Yes, at least, I'd uh, say. Oh, it's brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, those were the days, weren't they? Funny enough, we, we, were, we were in that office just now when I did the interview with Darren Sarr because uh, they've sort of given us a, a room in there to do our, some of our commentary from um, with the radio station. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. No, I can never forget that. That's for sure. It was, uh, it was probably that that one, and there was. An, I remember I did one once with um, with Ryan Mason, John O'Beaker, and Andros Townsend. Yeah. And John O'Beaker kept laughing all the time. We must have done it about I don't know fifteen times before we got it right. I think uh, <laughs> they they do happen sometimes. And, and they do, don't they? Warney was another one. You you were there when Warney was there, weren't you? I don't think so. Paul Warren? No? No, no. Oh, well, he was another one. We we did one with him as well, and I remember that one. That one went the same way. But uh, <laughs> And, of course, the trouble is, once you start laughing, you just can't, you can't stop. stop can no, you? it just needs the slightest little thing, and you're off straight away. Yeah, once them giggles come in, that's yeah. all over. No, that's all right. But, um, <laughs> but tell me, the... Um, Sheffield United game, the the second leg was was from your perspective was a a little bit better than the first, and I know uh, you're not afraid to talk about it. That uh, Gary Johnson, you didn't see eye to eye in that game, did you? No, we didn't. Um, yeah, first thing I thought I, I thought I played well, but he um, he thought that I had pulled out of a tackle uh, that led in the build up to their goal. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't he wasn't best pleased with that. He mm. was not best pleased with that whatsoever. You know, if he got on the wrong side of Gary, it was a mm. could it be a long way back for you. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I was even I was even worried that I wasn't going to play that second leg. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, these things these things pass. I think Terry talked him down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what, what do you do um, in situations? I mean, do you sort of you've obviously urged to say well look hang on a minute I, I don't agree with you it wasn't that bad a tackle or, or whatever but yeah. but on the other hand you also know that if I if I start going down that road it's going to escalate isn't it well that's, this is the thing isn't it you've got to walk that line between standing your ground and and taking it to another level where you're definitely not going to play no quite quite do you know what I mean yeah I do um, difficult decisions yeah, to make is, I should think it is difficult but um you know, second leg worked out all right. So yeah, uh, you know, I really, you know, I really liked Gary as a manager, and and um, you know, he's another one of them tough characters, but mm. always seems to get the best out of you at times. Yeah, absolutely. But what else can you remember about your time at Yeovil? Well, I'm, I'm sure there's one particular goal that you can remember. Um, my first one, my first goal away at Hartlepool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dad had come up, so that was nice because it's about five and a half hour drive for him. Yeah, quite. Um, there's a few gates to be honest there's one at Brentford at home that got goal of the month come on you're forgetting the most obvious one <laughs> go on Millwall oh yeah of course yeah first <laughs> championship goal yeah um, for the football club absolutely um, that was a massive one of course yeah and yeah. last minute as well yeah, yeah, first win yeah. Um, yeah god that's massive yeah yeah exactly. um, yeah just just to have that that title of first Ever championship goal for the football club is mm. is a big thing, I think. Yeah, nobody ever take that away from you either. No, no, they won't. They won't. And, and you know that's the thing. But um, you obviously came to the end of your contract, and um, what made you move to Millwall in particular? Well, it was um, it was in the January when it? it was transfer deadline day. Yeah, and um, I 
just, it just come up. It just come up. There was a, there was a few teams um, chasing me at that point because I think at that point I'd scored five goals. I think it might they might have been all been in the league, in the league as well. Or I'm not sure about that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know we and we weren't looking bad. The Oval as a team. Mm. Um, we had we had some good results in that time. Um, and it just it just it just came up and everything just fell into place really. Um, I was really I was really glad to leave Yeovil because of everything that had, that had gone on there and everything we had achieved. Um, but at the same time, I was excited about moving to Millwall. You know, it's a, a big club with um, you know a reputation and London, of course, living in London and about an hour from home, so everything. Mm. Everything clicked, you know. More music now, and this time we've got Lust for Life with Iggy Pop.
that was Iggy Pop, and I think um, Prodigy were involved in that one as well, but it was called A Lust for Life. But Millwall being Millwall, um, it's kind of, it had a reputation, obviously, and uh, I don't know how far you, you lived away from Millwall, but, I mean, it was a quite a rough area. Yeah, I mean, we lived in... Um we lived in South London in Bromley, and that was that was lovely. That was absolutely lovely. What was it? Um, yeah, there's, there's some real nice, real nice parts. Obviously, it's, it's London. You know, it's massive. You get the you get you do get the, the rougher parts, but mm. um, that was great. I love I loved my time there. I thought it was you know really good, yeah. uh, an eye opener, an experience for sure. Yeah, I learned a lot. I always remember Millwall. People were, always used to wind me up because. I was still, well, you know, comparatively sort of inexperienced in the job. And, oh, bloody Millwall, you want to watch going to Millwall? Oh, you know what it's like there? Oh, you know. And I remember the first time I went there, I was sort of full of trepidation and sort of, but, you know, when you sort of walk around the pitch and uh, I always had a Yeovil badge or something on, so they knew what, and I, obviously they could see the cameras. And, and, they were fine. They were absolutely yeah. fine. Typical Londoners, and you know, I'm a Yeah, might have been a different story if you had a different badge on. Might have been, yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so no, anyway, but, um, no, no, they're, they're they're a great bunch. What was what was the high high spot of your your time at Millwall? Would you say um, that first season? Obviously, we um, we were in and around the relegation zone when I when I came in at January and. We stayed up, and it was a, that was a big achievement at the time. Um, we went down the next season, then we made the playoff final the season after in the in the um, in League One. Got to Wembley again, but yeah. unfortunately lost that. Um, but I say that first season staying up and, and the feeling of that, mm. you know, securing the championship status. And and was uh, were you there when Byron Webster came over, or, or did you yeah. miss him? You yeah, were... I was there then. Yeah, because yeah. he came in. I went. In, I came. Oh, I was there in January, and he came in the in the summer in June or oh, July. Right, yeah. yeah. So that was a sort of a, a mate that you knew anyway. So that one must have been. Uh, must yeah, have been it, was quite nice. it was nice. I remember him bringing me, asking me about the place, net. Mm. And um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to have him down there. Mm. So I know he went back to went back to the Oval shortly after, but then he did, he did come back and. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was. It's always nice that when you know someone at, at a clip at yeah. a club. Make it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, think. it does make it a lot easier. So so after Millwall, Milton Keynes Dons. Yeah, yeah, that was um they were one of the teams uh, that that wanted me when I went to Millwall. Um but obviously they were they were League One, they were always pushing to get promoted at that time. Um but I wanted to test myself in the championship at that point, so I I chose Millwall. Even though probably MK Dons football style suited me more, um looking back, you know, with hindsight. Yeah, yeah, quite. Um so when the opportunity came after Millwall to, to join them I, I jumped it they, they'd just been relegated from the championship that season mm-hmm. so it was we sort of I felt like uh, it was a good time to go there because you know we'd be desperate to get back into the championship again yeah um, but then obviously we had we had a change well a few, few change of managers and uh, just just went wrong there the thing about uh, that MK Dons and I could always uh, relate to though was their chairman. He always came out and spoke to people. Uh, really nice bloke. He's, he's one of the nicest blokes you'd ever meet. Yeah. Pete Winkleman. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. One, one of the best blokes ever. Mm. Um, he's always, always in and around the stadium. He comes to the away games and sits in with the fans. Yeah. He's great. He's yeah. really, really great. 
Yeah, he, he, I've got a lot of respect for him, a lot of time for him. He came over that because I mean, anybody was anybody knew. You know, he was a bit of a big wheel in, in in you know pop music and all the rest of it. And oh yeah, obviously a multi-millionaire probably. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, there was no airs and graces with him. He'd always have a chat with you, and you know, yeah, no. No, he, I he remember was, when I first signed there, and he he um he asked all the lads around his house to put on a barbecue for everyone. Yeah, yeah, he had it yeah. in his back garden. Yeah, and it was yeah, um, that's brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that that sort of thing goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, goes a really long way. Well, um, um, we're doing he's this. one of the good guys, definitely. Yeah, do. we're uh, we're doing this interview uh, on uh, Tuesday, and uh, England are playing Kosovo, and I see they're five one up now. Yeah, I'll be honest, H, I've got it on in the background. Oh, have you? Well, you might have told yeah. me. <laughs> I've had to yeah. look on my phone. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I've, got it on, I've got it on mute on the TV. Yeah, and Sancho scored two then. So yeah, he's just tapped one in there from, from uh, Sterling. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> Rashford's not playing, is he? No. Disgusting. Who's Harris, too? I see he scored a goal. I, got, who's, I don't know who he is, Harris. Who? It says here. Oh, no, sorry, I was looking at it. It's Wales. It's all right. I was not England. It was, <laughs> it was Wales. I was like, who's the player? Like, Harris. I was going to say, I must have missed him. Yeah, yeah, no, I think we both have that. <laughs> now, Ed's next choice is definitely keeping in with the chief exec, Martin Starnes, down at Bristol Rovers, because he's a Leonard Skinner fan, and this is Sweet Home Alabama. One, two, three.
bit of country music there from Leonard Skinner, Sweet Home Alabama. Right, so apart from um, a barbecue in Pete Winkleman's garden, um, <laughs> what other high spots did you have at MK Dodds? Yeah, it's a tough question because because I, I went there wanting to play with Carl because he had to, you know his his yeah. football at the time was total football, and I thought that suited me down to the ground. Yeah, and he left after two months. Oh dear, yeah, and it, and he'd been there six years at that point. Yeah, um, so that was that was a shock and a bit disappointing. Uh, and then, like I said, we had we had a, a few different managers coming at that time. Lots of changes of shape and systems, and and obviously styles of play. Like you know, everyone brings yeah. their own yeah their absolutely. own thoughts to the yeah. party. And and um, yeah, the first season was hit and miss. Um, and the second season, obviously, we ended up going down, which was mm. not you know not what I went there for, not what anyone at the club wanted um it's just just nothing we had one of them seasons where nothing went right and, we were uh, playing sometimes playing good football yeah. you know we had five six shots not like wouldn't go in and then they would, they would go up at the other end have one shot and score it and we'd lose one nil yeah. it was that sort of season you yeah know? yeah well they happen don't they let's be fair they do happen they do and it's gutting absolutely gutting any ex-yeovil players there any, uh, um, dean bowditch dean bowditch was there yeah, yeah. Uh, when I first signed, he's one of my best mates in football, so that was that was excellent to have him there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was really good, really good because he he showed me every, everything, you know, where to live, what to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that was that was excellent having him there. Must make the transition that much much easier. Yeah, really. it does. It does because my my missus was friends with his missus as well. Yeah. Like we'd we'd been for dinner when we were at Yeovil together, so yeah, um, it just made life so much easier. Yeah, I bet, I bet. So so why did you end up leaving there? Because of the the, the change of managers, you think, or uh, what happened is. Um, um, obviously they went down that was when I was out of contract that summer yeah and um, the manager at the time offered wanted me to stay who was that? that was Keith Millen oh yeah expert and um, yeah, yeah um, but that he offered me that before he knew if he was getting the job that was like if I get the job I want you to stay sort of thing mm, mm. he didn't get the job <laughs> right um, but then the chairman Pete rang and said I want you to stay yeah uh, offered me a contract but at this point the, the club had no manager yeah and I just felt it was a risk because yeah, I really wanted to stay but at the same time if if I sign there with no manager and a new manager comes in you don't know if he's if he mm. if he's gonna you know, you know he might have his own players that he wants in or his own opinions yeah you just don't know how it's gonna go um so in the end i went to i went to bristol rovers because they're, they're the manager they expressed a, a real desire to to want me um so, and that, that was where i ended up in league one so going back to mk dons with it whatever happened to carl robinson he went to Charlton. Yeah. And um, that went when they were in a bit of turmoil, you know, there's a lot a lot of stuff was going on there. And then he went to Oxford. Is he still at Oxford then? He's still at Oxford now, yeah. Is he? But he's so much lower profile than he used to be. You know. Yeah. He was always, you know, headline news almost, wasn't he, really? At uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, the mere fact that I mean, I follow football fairly closely. That I've had to ask you where he is now. That's that yeah. sort of shows it in that light, really, doesn't it? So well, when he took the MK Dons job, he was twenty nine, wasn't he? Yeah. So that was, you know, that's a big story in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And then to have yeah. some success there as well. Yeah. 
And another nice bloke. I always found he was pleasant and always talked to you when you were there, you know, off the pitch sort of thing. So he's another, yeah, he's another yeah. good, good guy. He's one of the good guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Bristol Rovers. Well, that was a again another upheavals from a <laughs> the point of view of um, you know moving house and all the rest of it. That must have been a bit of a, a problem, wasn't it? It was a little bit because we just our daughter was born about a month before we moved, so that was a that was a bit of <laughs> a bit of trouble. But um, we knew we knew the area not not that well, but obviously fairly well from when we lived in Yeovil. Yeah, and we used to spend a lot of time in Bristol on days off and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so always loved the area. That that was a big pull as well. Right. Um. But yeah, it, it's um. And now you live in the middle of a farm, I remember you saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when we, when we lived in Milton Keynes, we've done a new build estate, you know, yeah, just yeah. They're, they're tr- around there, just chucking houses up non-stop. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. It's, it literally is non-stop. Hmm. The estate that we were on was never finished the two years we lived there. Really? Like yeah. more and more houses going up around, yeah. yeah. Um, so we wanted, wanted something a little bit different, you know, try, try something new. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we we're just renting a little barn on a on a farm. It's great, really great, especially for the little ones. She loves it. Yeah, I bet. Next up, we've got Mr. Bruce Hornsby and the way it is.
Hornby and the way it is. So now, now you you know you're in your what, second season of Bristol Rovers now. Yeah, yeah. And you know, how do you find it? It's great. Yeah, it's great. I've got um, I've got a decent feeling about this season. Yeah. Um, I think we could we could achieve something. Yeah. Um, we've been playing some good stuff. Um, we got a couple of couple of good results early on, and and um, you know, hopefully. Um, Hopefully we we do something because it's you know them seasons don't come around very often where you get a chance to no absolutely you know to to enjoy yourself and does it does it hurt you to see Yeovil in the state that they're in at the moment? Of course it does, yeah, yeah, of course it does. I um yeah, it's gutting because you know such a big part of my football career was there, and that's you know although I started at Ipswich, I, I really feel that I started at Yeovil professionally. Yeah, even though yeah. obviously I was a professional before that, but. You know, that was where I got my real chance, you know. Mm. And um, we achieved so much there. Um, the, sort of, the sort of achievements that you don't know if they'll be seen again. No, almost. absolutely. So, um, certainly at the moment, it looks a long way off. Yeah, in a way. But then again, you haven't seen them play. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm being... Um, at the moment, the last three games, they've they've looked they've looked like a team. They really yeah, have. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, they've suddenly come on and uh, give Darren his due. He's he's brought in some some good experienced players and a few what Gary always used to call Gary's gambles, I think. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, I mean, this bloke Gold Amateo, um, yeah, that's it, Amateo. Um, he scored two Saturday and he's six foot four. And he looks looks a good player. You know, yeah. And, and quite young and, and very humble. You got him from Berry, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, you know. So, yeah, so it's beginning to come. So, what, you know, what do you see the future now then, Ed? I mean, uh, got a few more years left in you yet, haven't you? Yeah, well, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. It seems, you know. Yeah. It doesn't seem that long ago that I was at, at Yeovil, but I signed there when I was 20. Yeah. I'm now 29. Yeah. Um, big 30 coming up. So, 
Um, you're just taking every year as it comes, really, and and uh, it's, it's it's strange to be that experienced pro in such a short what feels like a short amount of time. You know, mm. nearly four hundred games. Yeah, uh, coming up to that's a lot, isn't it? Is yeah, lot, yeah, twenty nine is is good going. And um, you know, any ideas to sort of go into coaching eventually, or manager, or what? Uh, I've thought about it. I thought about it. I, may, I maybe start my coaching badges uh, this season. Yeah. Um, at this moment in time, it's not something I'm that massively interested in. No, and you've got plenty um, of time, haven't you? That's the thing. Yeah, I still feel like I've got you know a good few years left playing. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, I've got to look to the future and and try and plan for that. Hmm. Mm. Um, maybe it's something that will do come to me when I'm maybe a little bit older, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the moment, this moment in time, I, I'll do them. I think uh, just to have them in the locker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, they can't hurt. No, but I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot, and it's just that finding something you enjoy. Because we're so lucky as a footballer that you enjoy what you do every single day. Yeah, yeah. And there's not many people that can that can say that no uh, I think the thing is too you know when you because you're a footballer you 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 have to reach and go through right now we've got Ed's final choice and that is um, Mr Billy Joel and the Piano Man Face. Well, I'm sure 
Joel and the Piano Man, the last of Ed's choices. At that yeah, point. well, it is it is a trapdoor really because yeah. once you once you're out of football, yeah, you know, with, with potentially the money you can earn mm. and the money you can earn do, doing a job is is totally different. Yeah, and, and you know, in you football, can... you, you look at the top boys; it's, it's unlimited almost what yeah. you can earn. Yeah, and that's right. And, and I mean, the money you earn in, in football is going to be so vastly, you know, higher than um, working at PC World or, or whatever you yeah, end up doing. Yeah. You know, and obviously the hours, is, yes, you yeah. know, that come with that. And of course, um, the, so the it is a trapdoor because well. the lifestyle is going to change. It's yeah. going to turn upside down. That's it. And you know, as I said, the, you know, the adoration as well. I mean, you, you are okay. You're not a Ronaldo, but you're in your own world. 
you're a Bristol Rovers player and as such people idolise you you know and I mean that's that's something that you know it must take some doing and if you're suddenly not getting it then it, it's going to be again a, a bit of a culture shock isn't it yeah I mean you can you can see why there are so many footballers that are depressed after it yeah. you, you can you can see you can see the logic behind it you can see why people would be feeling down and upset about about life after football yeah quite that's that is right. that's why planning for for it is so important yeah no absolutely and uh, you never know when it's going to end no it's, well, it's, it's just a game of opinions yeah you know well there's always media mate you can always get in the media come and work for volunteer for free radio stations down in somerset or something <laughs> 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 that's the thing that's the thing okay then Ed well look thanks for coming on mate it's been it's been really great talking to you and catching up with you again and um, I will let you know when it's going to be broadcast so you can have a listen alright um, yeah no thank you very much for joining us alright thanks for having me on cheers H no problem you've been listening to the Glover's Golden Oldies with Ed Upson Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewish Park.